Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is Hollywood Mac Connolly with the Double Biceps. It is a contractual requirement every time we appear on camera. This is the Daily Combat Podcast. Welcome, uh, and my co-host, as always, the co-founder, co-breather of AIR, winner of the Dave Stockbridge of the Year Award. It is, in fact, Dave Stockbridge himself. Thank and, you. And our special guest today is a coming off a recent win up in the Gold Coast, uh, it is Talia, the Great White Greats, fighting out of Element MMA uh, gym. Uh, so she's done a fantastic job. We're excited to see you back on the show. Uh, well done. And, uh, yeah, it was a first-round knockout that we saw in yeah. the in the matchup in Queensland. So congratulations on that win. How Thank did you. you feel leading into that fight? Well, so originally the fight was scheduled for uh, a different promotion called Proving Grounds. So that's actually run by um, it, the actual fight went ahead on Eternal and Proving Grounds is run by the promoter's daughter, the promoter of Eternal's daughter. So oh. that was actually four weeks prior. So we had an eight-week fight camp leading up to that and then oh. it got cancelled due to um, so many pullouts. So in the end, my fight camp ended up being 12 weeks long. So oh, wow. I was very, very prepared and honestly – keen to get it over and done with <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely that is a long uh fight camp um so would traditionally your fight camps be maybe six to eight weeks and at the maximum yeah 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 we've had a couple of shorter just on like taking late notice fights but yeah i tried six to eight weeks is ideal right. you had to double it this time yeah well yeah. Yeah. how did you feel did that make a difference going into the fight in terms of your conditioning or Yes, definitely. I felt very like over over prepared even and to the point where because we'd spent so long and so much sacrifice for like so many weeks, it was very it put a lot of pressure on because I didn't want all 12 weeks to be for nothing, but <laughs> I, yeah, I felt really good leading into it. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it, it paid off. You can see we we just had a a review of the match then and uh, a fantastic win with some it seems to be your thing uh, is that those knees, those devastating knees. knees. One in particular that landed, you saw as soon as it did that 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 was the it was all she wrote, and it was almost a formality from that point. Yeah. Uh, very strong in the clinch. You like to press people against that cage and just work Love them it. into that moment where you can get that clinch, drag their face into your kneecap. <laughs> yeah, well, it's funny you say that because in the uh, sort of the rules meeting prior uh, to the fight in the change rooms, they actually said to us that knees to the head and spinning back fists are allowed in like uh b class queensland rules and my face just lit up and i immediately look over dad like look over to my dad i'm just like <laughs> they changed it for so me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so you had that uh, twelve week leading did you know much about your opponent before um you, you had your match up? Yeah, I knew a bit about her. Um, I've seen both of her fights. So we had basically an identical record. Our our first fights were both uh, finishes. So she won by armbar, I think, in the first or second round. I think it was the first round. I won by TKO in the second. And then our second fights were both losses by points to Amina Hadea. Oh. So to the same person. So, but you did have COVID the week before that. That particular yes. fight, from what I understand, as well. Is that right? 
yeah, yeah, yes, pretty good is. excuse, Thank you know. You. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say I don't like to have excuses, but that one I'll I'll take an excuse. Yeah. That one. <laughs> and, and it was your your dad was sick, couldn't attend the event as well. You know, he's always been yep. there and been in your corner, was not yes. able to attend. I I gave him COVID. Oh, that was <laughs> <nice>. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that was that was a, a, a very strong showing. Even though you were coming back from sickness, didn't have your coach in the corner, everything like that. I was present yeah. for that fight. Um, yeah, how did you feel in in that? Because before I, I, I sort of say my thoughts on it, how were you feeling in the in the actual cage? In the cage, I did you had feel yourself? Sort of feel- did, did you feel like? Did like? you feel your normal, healthy self as such, or could you feel, you know, the the the, the effects of uh, the virus taking hold as you as the fight pressed on? I feel like I I did feel myself, but just like slightly, slightly still like lingering mm. um, sickness. So, like, I feel like it really affected my cardio big time and like my lung capacity. Those were the two things that I feel it. Uh, affected the most because I was still training like at home alone in my home gym all the time like all through having actual COVID (laughs) so I didn't feel any like lack of strength I guess but uh, in the fight I just it was a bit of a throwback to some of my earlier Muay Thai fights when I just felt like I could keep pushing more but I didn't Mm. like I just I just would do enough to Win, win the fight but not convincingly yeah mm. so i think it's a bit of a mental struggle more than anything mm. yeah i'm watching from the outside um i didn't know you were sick at that point dave told me this afterwards but uh yeah it felt like you could i could see there was something sort of slightly missing in terms of and it was obviously yeah. that you were affected by you know this this um uh, coming back from sickness but it felt like there were moments when this is where you could push and forwards. This is where you can really start yeah. attacking. And it was like you were a little 100%. hesitant to, to push into it. Um, the strikes that she, your opponent was throwing were very heavy flurries, but they didn't, you were defending and moving mm. and they seemed to all be sort of blocked very well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I, I'm obviously from, you know, the, the judge's opinion is that they, they've seen that aggression and even though it wasn't as effective, you know, these strikes weren't sort of landing uh traditionally there weren't significant strikes that were clean uh you know they gave her the nod but um yeah you definitely hung in there and did a a fantastic performance oh thank you yeah i definitely agree with you there was i I remember a moment like in the last round where i thought i should really like i have to do something right i should try and take it down and i just i wouldn't i wouldn't go for it when i should like thinking in my brain i should have So it was that hesitation for sure. And was there a particular particular point um, in uh, post that fight, or perhaps in your camp leading up to this fight, that you you felt that uh, you know the shackles of the virus had had lifted and you were at full capacity again? Was it was there a particular moment that you remember, kind of feeling okay? Look, I'm oh, okay. I'm back. I've got my cardio. I'm I'm feeling like yeah. better than I ever have. A hundred percent. Like after the, after that fight, I kept training and it still like just, it's always, yeah, just that little bit of lingering. I feel like you're not at full capacity yet, but yeah, a hundred percent just before we started this camp, it basically, yeah, whether it was mental or physical or both, it definitely kicked 
kick back into gear. Fantastic. So so back to back to full strength now. Yeah. Fantastic. Definitely. And uh and so yep. quite a commanding performance um there um at Eternal. Um and when when you reflect upon that, what kind of opportunities do you now see in front of yourself um, on the horizon? Well, I would love to keep um, keep myself busy. Mm-hmm. I would love to just keep racking up the fights. Um, but yeah, I'm really looking for the flyweight amateur title, oh, whatever cool. that may be. Okay, ah. very very good. And uh, and keeping busy does that mean Muay Thai as well? Honestly, I have thought about that and it really is whatever opportunities arise. Mm-hmm. Uh, MMA is going to take priority, but if the right opportunity arose, then I wouldn't be opposed to it. Mm-hmm. I'm still competing in jiu-jitsu. Uh, that's always going to be a constant for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, my, my long-term goal for sure is um, getting up in the ranks for MMA. Mm. And and with your team around you and, and Dad, do, do, is this something that you guys are now planning out um, for your near-term career in terms of likely steps and do, do we keep an emphasis on Muay Thai or do we shift that more time into MMA? Like how, how, how are these uh, questions for your career um, looming right now? It's funny you say that because we've been sort of hinting at the same thing, like having a conversation like that, but everyone's just been like, let's just finish this fight first. <laughs> Get the fight done first. Yeah, I know. That was on Friday and it's Wednesday today or Thursday, <laughs> Thursday today. So, yeah. so I haven't gotten the chance to sit down with everyone, but we're definitely going to start planning. Uh, I will be competing in jiu-jitsu at States as well, mm-hmm. uh, the state titles. So Everyone was just a bit hectic and we're like, let's just get this fight out of the way and then we can think about next fights. We've got, we've had some offers for other opportunities interstate um, and I know uh, they're keen to get me back on DFC or Apex, so that could be a possibility, but we just have to see what happens, really take one thing at a time. Fantastic. And and are there many opportunities uh, for you now um, in your weight division uh, in the MMA world? Um, are there any big names that you you feel quite ready to call out? Oh, call out. Honestly, I don't know. Like there isn't well, that Well, let's many. not say call out, but people yeah. maybe <laughs> like to fight. Let's just say that. That would well, be nicer. <laughs> I, I, it, whether it's in the near future or far future, I would love to have a rematch against Amina, obviously, because I'd like to do it at full capacity mm-hmm. um but there's are you listening Craig of- like? <laughs> <laughs> um just it honestly depends who's ready I know like there's a couple girls around but it's just whether they're willing to fight it's hard to find flyweight females or females in MMA in general so mm. I am not picky at all <laughs> And, and how are you going with flyweight? Do you, do you feel that'll be where you sit for the next year yeah. or two or is that your ambition now? Definitely, definitely flyweight, 100%. That's where I feel strong at. And it's not hard for me to get down to flyweight. So mm-hmm. What, what is flyweight in kilos? Uh, so 56.7 and then with your one pound, um, so that's like the championship weight, but it's 57.1 with the one pound yeah, scale mm-hmm. allowance. Yeah, and, yeah. and what would you normally walk around? Uh, like, so uh, say four weeks out. Oh, four weeks out was fifty nine. Okay, oh, so, so it's right not huge. Close, yeah. 
yeah. yeah. And, and what do you what do you think about one championship and what they're doing there with the dehydration rules um, in terms of um, it, ensuring that athletes aren't cutting uh, too much um, uh, too much weight, water weight, and lead up I to think, a fight. I think it's great. I think it's great mm-hmm. because, like, let's say uh, for jujitsu, people just enter what they weigh, and I think that's really good because. They're not having to struggle. And, and and you've got the risk of being moved up a bracket or down a bracket anyway, or, yeah, mm. up a bracket and getting combined. So there's no point in cutting weight. But I don't cut water pretty much at all other mm-hmm. than maybe on the day I might restrict a little bit. But my cut is done over the whole fight camp gradually and through diet and you know, all the training I'm doing in general, it just, I, I just lose it. So I think yeah. it's a really good thing. Yeah. Well, well, we did see a, a double bicep pose on top of the scales uh, uh, there at Eternal. So is this maybe just a hint at a bodybuilding career on the horizon <laughs> as well as you? Well, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <That's quite laughs> I was going to say I had to, you know, I am the great white shark, Um but I did have to put on a bit of fake tan. Just I was in the Gold Coast. <laughs> I needed to fit in, so it did make me feel like a bit of a bodybuilder. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, I think we've, Matt, we've, Matt's got, got the same. We've got the same problem with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think we talked about this once, but I said I, I, I got sunburnt when it was raining one time. <laughs> I'm yeah. not exaggerating. I literally did. <laughs> yeah, but overcast days. It doesn't matter. I'll get yeah. burnt. Yeah, absolutely. You can feel it within sort of five, five or six minutes. You're like, I need to get into the shade. <laughs> or I'm, or has anyone got any sun cream? Because I'm, and they're like, it's it's 15 degrees and 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 cold and windy. It's like, yes, I'm gonna get burnt. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, with um, uh, with all that's going on in your world right now, um, how many hours a week are you dedicating uh, just for training and preparation for for fights? Okay, what? that's going to have some calculations. So <laughs> I train, uh, I do one What does your day look like? Are you an early starter trainer? So are you getting up at like 4 a.m. or something crazy like that? Or no? Hell no. <laughs> 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 Hell no. So, um, I, I um, have uni and work, so that it takes up my mornings basically. And then afterwards I'll do on Mondays I'll have a, a session. Um, I do that's advanced no-gi, so that's just my standard jiu-jitsu. And then afterwards I'll hit the pads with Dad, so that might add another half an hour onto it, 45 minutes. Uh, Tuesdays I do uh, striking mm-hmm. and then I also go to the gym and lift weights. And at the gym, I basically do uh, all over strength and conditioning. So I don't focus on one thing. It's just a whole body workout. Um, Then Wednesdays, I go down to Element Adelaide and I do wrestling uh, with Damo. And I also Mm -hmm. do the MMA class there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Thursdays, I have a triple header. So I do two sessions of jiu-jitsu and then MMA afterwards. That's a pretty hectic night. Friday, I do uh, my open mat. And at that we uh, at that class, me and Tommy, like my coach, were basically just working on our um, wrestling because I think that was one of my weak points. And we knew that this girl has a very strong jiu-jitsu background. She's a Carlson Gracie purple belt. Um, 
we wanted to really work on our not just my wrestling defense but my offense as well get me comfortable in those position positions and then saturday again would go down to element in the city and do sparring in the cage there um and sam warren was my main sparring partner so i was getting some decent rounds in incredible wow. what well, huge dedication and, and how long have you been how long have you been maintaining this type of regime for so that was for the whole 12 weeks wow. in the lead up that was just yeah. how every week looked like for three yeah. months for you and and normally normally i might tone it back maybe one of those days i might not go so i probably wouldn't go on a wednesday down to the city i'd just do my home classes and then no sparring on a saturday we we normally have um, just a Saturday all levels class. So and so when when you when you're talking about coming to the city, you you, you would ordinarily train in the Barossa Valley. You you live out that way. So we're talking like a fifty or a sixty kilometre hour a, a trip to to come yeah. and train. So it's a it's no just quick trip over the bridge. You're no. you know it's a it's a it's a real dedicated uh, journey in order to get there in the first place. Hundred percent. It's about yeah, about an hour. And and what what kind of effect does this have? Obviously, mum and dad are hugely supportive, which which is uh, very very helpful in this situation. Yes. Um, but uh, it, it, and and in, in the other areas of your life, there wouldn't be much room for anything else at this stage. I would say, in amongst studying, no. uni, and and uh, work, and and fighting. Yeah, yeah. So my poor boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about him before. Yeah, he squeezes in there somewhere. Tell you might want to share. Um, I don't know if you recall the story that you gave when you um, when you do finish up in a fight and you're a little bit worse for wear. And uh, after Apex, for instance, you, you had a couple of shiners there. It looked a, looked pretty um, pretty scary. But uh, you, you had a little trick there for your for your boyfriend whenever you went to Macca's. Oh yeah, he has to. He has to. Uh, well, I have to wear a martial arts T-shirt of some sort so that people don't think that maybe he's the, the violent one. He's responsible for those injuries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and do, do do on occasions just just for fun, you might just flinch a little bit if you. I'm just wondering if you've ever got any like free Maccas or anything as a result of that. Just there's some people behind the counter feeling sorry for it. No, yeah, but yeah, we great. have got some some awkward looks. Um, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> so yeah, people, people tend to give him the daggers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, that's great. Uh, what about with, with jiu-jitsu? Uh, do you have um, a sort of a go-to move or do you prefer to be uh, in top position or do you have a game that you're building yeah. around getting certain submissions or you'll just go with the flow and see what comes out? So I go through phases like recently, I don't know, I've just been loving playing like a side control sort of smash position. So smash. Uh, really heavy on the <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Just like um, smash. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And that's um that comes from my coach Tommy. He's that's what he's really good at is pressure playing. So at the moment I'm loving that and I'm getting a lot of like head arm triangles from that position. Um but it, it definitely changes. Like I went through an arm bar phase, um, went through like a leg lock phase. I love heel hooks. Um but yeah, I think my overall game plan like it at competition is just to really get in their head and be confident on the feet because a lot of jiu-jitsu practitioners that's where they maybe aren't so confident is um in that 
I guess, take down on the feet position. So, yeah, just start out very strong from there and always see where it goes. Yeah, it is funny in that, that there's almost that element that, that there's not ignored but definitely not focused on in, in jiu-jitsu. There's so much groundwork and then it's like, okay, well, here's the tournament, but you both st- start standing. It's like, that's oh, it. uh, okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's can, where you see uh, a lot of people pull, pull guard or they just sit straight down. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Is there is there any um, submission that is your absolute favourite? In gi, I would have to say a bow and arrow choke. Mm-hmm. Um, no gi, probably a no gi Ezekiel because it's very cheeky. Wow. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It is. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We've seen a couple of those recently in the UFC um, by the same guy, actually. Uh, but it is a very rare submission to see. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's when you're uh, it's almost a rear naked choke from the bottom position somebody's on top of you so they've got mounts almost and you know you can still choke them out in that position so it is a rare spot and i guess you'd catch people with it because they're so not expecting that they would be in a vulnerable position there Mm. so now now you fought in in a couple of uh well in, in big events now um what's how what factor is the crowd in now when you're when you're fighting are you conscious of the crowd and the atmosphere or whether you're fighting on home turf or uh, are any of these things now you know playing into your mind that now that you've had experience in in fighting in different venues and in front of different crowds honestly I don't think it plays much of a role because like maybe two weeks out I'm a bit nervous because oh my gosh I'm on eternal like that's a big show everyone's going to be watching you know the the main cards on fight pass like that's massive um but as soon as I get there, it all just drowns out. Like I feel like I can't hear anything. Um, I did hear when I walked out a surprising amount of people cheering for me at Eternal, which was shocking because she is a hometown girl, my opponent. Mm. She's from the Gold Coast, which is where the show was. So I was shocked that there were even people there um, cheering for me. But then when she walked out. Mum being really loud. That's basically yeah. it. <laughs> uh, when she walked out, it just, the place erupted. Um, wow. But honestly, I'd sort of used it to fuel me, I guess. Mm-hmm. And and walkout music. Uh, are, are you having the same walkout music every uh, every fight now, or yeah, where are yeah. you at with that? You, I had it. it in? I, yes, I had a, I had the same song for Apex when I lost. And normally, I would if I lost to that song, I probably wouldn't have it again. But it's just too fitting, so I had to have <laughs> it again. And I'm so glad that I did. Um, because the lyric literally says, catch a knee to your nose. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, it was too perfect. What, what, is, what is the song? Uh, it's Hurt World by City Morgue. Okay, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Is it the one song that goes, now. Yeah, it goes, talk shit, get hit. <laughs> Ooh, look out. Yeah. That's exciting. So would, would potentially UFC be something that you're aiming for? 100%. UFC, one championship. I'd love to get out on the world stage. Yeah, for sure. 100%. Absolutely. Um, have they had uh, – you've done – with Dana White's contender series, have they had many women's fights on that one? I haven't watched that one as much, but it seems to be a bit of a pathway into the UFC at this point. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they have had female contestants, but I'm the same as you. I haven't watched as much. I think the one season that I have watched the whole way through was Cody Garbrandt and um, TJ Dillashaw, and that was mm. for the drama. That was that was right. the, the rivalry. So, 
Yes, mm. absolutely. That was a, that was a fun one. Uh, I was going for TJ Dillashaw, and he did win that that fight, so I was excited. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm going to go against you on that one. I'm too scared. <laughs> well, it did uh, turn out that he was using steroids. So. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he got his combustions in the end, but uh, yeah. yeah, it it does seem to be that there are pathways thankfully, to to the big show, you know, the biggest yeah. show in the world uh, and obviously doing the things that you're doing, which is winning uh, local Australian events and if you do manage to capture a flyweight title and defend it and then get the opportunity to maybe go on one of these shows where, you know, you can get a worldwide audience and uh, potentially get a contract for, you know, the, the UFC and uh, we might have our, our first uh, – yeah, one of our first fighters from South Australia uh, in the female division in the UFC. It would be amazing. It would be incredible. One of the Daily Combat family will, will pay me at that point. <laughs> so uh, she's our champ. She's yeah, our champ. Right. So, it was all because of us. Don't know why. Well, Talia, well, thanks so much for, for coming in and, and sharing your experiences of the last uh, well last few months. And uh uh, naturally, um, fantastic to see you walk away with the win uh, there in Queensland and really looking forward to whatever might be coming up on your, your horizon, which uh, uh, we'll be eagerly uh, paying. We'll, we'll pay for the next one. I think that, that that's, yeah. that's what we'll do. Yeah. We're going to pay for this one, didn't we? Uh, we kind of got, got a video sent to us by somebody, but but it wasn't, wasn't, wasn't Rich Warner. It might have been Rich Warner. It might. It might have been. But so, I was swearing <laughs> it, it was Rich <laughs> <laughs> so thanks so much to Talia. Ladies and gentlemen, the great white greats. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> <laughs>